We're back. Ooh. Yes, we are. We're back. I'm happy. Aaron's happy. He got taller since the last episode, so um, and I got shorter. But we're back. Welcome to the Off the Top podcast. I'm Birdmana, and we're here with Aaron Flick. Today, we are going to start with something that I put in the box. Oh, you put it in. Yes. So we're switching here a little bit. You know, we go back and forth. Should but, I should I be careful with this box? Yeah, or? be super careful while you pick it up, please. Oh, okay. It's kind of heavy. box only in a few episodes. This is a very exclusive box. For the people Ooh, who just listening. This is expensive. Yes, it is. We got a camera. A ca- Why do we have a camera? Does Wall coming out with cameras? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. We're going to stick to News to me. Yes. Yeah, so the camera, the reason that I put a camera in there is because we are right around the corner from doing this year's Sharp Fade freshman class. Oh, sick. Yes. So let's show, let's show the camera. Obviously, for you to create something like a collection or content, you use a camera. So I decided to put it, the camera that I use, which is this Canon EOS R with a 24 to 105 lens in the box so that Aaron can see that we're going to start creating very, very soon. So that means that submissions will be starting this summer. In the past few years, we've had, we've had over 20,000 people sign up for Sharp Fade Freshman. And every year we find amazing talent. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've only been, I won't even say involved because I'm not really that involved, but I've only been kind of aware, present with, with uh, freshman class the last few years. And there's been some incredible talent that's come through. And a lot of them now are actually a part of our ambassador team. So I know uh, CJ to Barber, Christian Gonzalez, um, yep. he was a sharp fade winner. I don't know what you, if you 2018, call I think. Um, Cam. I Cam, believe uh, he was at least a competitor. Um, and then S. Bebe, Carlos, uh, who was uh, a, an interview, uh, an interviewee. So he was on it as well. And I know there's countless of others. We've uh, I've worked with Dom. Yes. Um, and then there's what Eric Ruiz. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on on a handful of them. So I apologize if if you know if we've connected in the past. But there's been some heavy hitters and some really massive talents that have kind that of shown their of stuff. It. So the this. Uh, the freshman class that I came up with, the the, the process ha- does work because the people that come out of it are people that really grind and really want to grow in this industry. So let's talk about the, the, the freshman part of it. So just cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but the criteria is you have to have less than 25,000 Instagram followers, correct? Yeah, yeah. You have to have less than 25,000 Instagram followers. So you're kind of in that micro influencer space. This is talking from the social media aspect. Yeah, and a lot of the times, the the people that end up being a part of the freshman class, sometimes they have like 2,000, 1,000 followers and eventually grow. Like, you know, uh, someone like CJ the Barber, you know, he ended up winning at BTC. But when, when he became a freshman class, for Sharp Fade, he didn't have that much following. He was just like starting to begin his his career and he's now, you know, growing and growing. So we find a lot of talent before. Yeah, absolutely. Did you take the inspiration from that from the uh, what is it? The XXL freshman class? Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the name part, yes, um, because I just feel like we need to shine light on the up and coming artists. For sure. And try to find those that are really going to be a leader in the in the industry and in what whatever way form they want to be a leader. You know, if it's through the art or is it through entrepreneurship or as an ambassador. But it has worked really well. We have had a lot of success with a lot of signups and we have met and connected with great people. We had Bebe, Cam. Cam is only 18. We, we interviewed him for the first episode. And he he actually participated twice. The first time didn't make it, but continued. Yeah, know? it's crazy. So, summertime it's coming out. I can't. I know you're you're working on the final pieces as far as what the theme is this year, but I can't imagine what's going to come out of the mind of Birdmana. So I'm looking forward to to seeing it. So everyone, make sure that you're following Bird. Follow 
um, the Sharp Fade page, which is at Trim. Yes. Um, so you can see when this competition's going on, how you can compete, all the, the fun stuff. But get your creative juices flowing. If you got good-looking models, get them lined up, male or female. I yes. don't know. I don't know what the theme is. So Yes, it's going to be a really good theme this year working on the collection and then all the rules and all of the tiny little info will be at sharpfade.com or on any of our Instagram pages. So good yeah. luck. And I hope to meet you guys very, very soon. Yeah. It's I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to come out of your brain and what uh, creative concepts that people can kind of take and the inspiration from it. But, you know, we talked, you know, sp speaking of collections and speaking mm -hmm. of, education and up-and-coming artists and and all that amazing stuff there's no coincidence that our our guest interview today um knows everything about that education space and and how to find those artists and and kind of grow and develop them so i'm super excited for our interview today it's going to be with our global education director stephanie polanski so it's it promises to be a really good interview uh, i'm really excited to uh to ask her all the hard hitting questions. She'll tell us who her favorite wall educator is on the team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love She'll it. tell us who, uh, you know, her journey through, through the industry and, and what, what wall looks like in the future as far as education goes. So it promises to be really awesome. Well, let's get to it guys. Thank you for joining us here on off the top. Stay tuned and let's go. So we are here live on the Off The Top Podcast, and today's guest, I'm very excited to have her here, all the way from the west side to the east, Stephanie is in the building! Round of applause! Woohoo! <laughs> if you're home, you make sure you applaud, too. How's it you going, You better Stephanie? be standing, too. It better be a standing ovation. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, I just want to go straight to it. You had an amazing trip over here. How how crazy was the trip? <laughs> so one of the great things about our industry and, you know, being where you go to shows and everything is the traveling and everyone thinks it's so glamorous and fun. Um, but in reality, I haven't slept yet. I think I'm on 32 hours because of a flight being canceled and then being put on a red eye and I can't sleep on red eyes. Um, and then I got here and we've just been going since yeah, I dropped off my bag. So I'll be happy to go to bed tonight, but I'm super excited. Everything's going great today. The show's going to be a huge success. Um, we've got a lot of great things happening. So our job, Bird. Yes. to make sure that Stephanie is is it's pumped has up got that time. energy. <laughs> um, so if you ever need like a boost, just look at Bird's hair and like that will that should give you some energy alone. This is gonna be just like, feed, oh, feed off the vibes. I'm thirsty. I want a pink lemonade. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so Stephanie, you talked about your journey to get physically here, but let's talk about your journey in the industry. So how did you get? When did you get involved in hair? How did you get involved in hair? And then like, tell us your journey to now you're at Wall Clipper as the global director of education. Yeah, so it's been um, a really long journey. There's been a lot of um, things that have happened in my career to get me to where I am. A lot of um, people I know are always like, I want to be where you are. Like, how do I get that job? And it's like, you don't just get that job. <laughs> like, There's a lot that goes to oh, you it. Supply, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, just, you just sign up. Um, so I started, I have always wanted to do hair, like ever since I was like probably eight or nine, I always thought my hairdresser was just the coolest person ever. Um, and of course, you know, my parents, you should go to nursing school or you should do this. Um, but I was dead set on hair. So, um, I ended up, um, going to cosmetology school. I did win a, um, a scholarship for school. Uh, they were doing a contest where you could win a thousand dollar scholarship. Um, but you just had to put in, um, in a thousand words why you wanted to be a hairdresser. And I ended up having five different schools offer me a full ride. So that was a really cool thing. And these are things that if you are getting into the industry to look for, because there are these really cool things like fade it forward, um, like other things that people are doing, um, a lot of scholarships from companies that, you know, you definitely should apply for and try to go for and even research because it makes a huge impact on your career and you end up being done with school and not in debt, which is mm. always nice as yeah. well. I wish I knew. Right? I would have wrote a book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? 
Um, so after school, um, I moved back home because I, I had to move to Cincinnati for school. I moved back um, home and worked in a salon. Um, I was in the salon for, I think, 10 years. Um, and again, I had a journey. I started behind the chair, moved into being a master artist, um, then ended up being um, the manager of the salon. And after that, I moved to a different salon and was their director of education and then worked behind the chair two days a week. Um, during all of this as well, I was a um, educator for Redkin. So I was a platform artist. I also taught at the Redkin Exchange in New York City. So I'd go there once a month, which was really cool. Um, and teach a class called Everything's Included Too, which is cut and color. And so that thing, the thing about educating and teaching, I absolutely just loved it. It was my passion. I loved seeing people learn. I loved when people would come up to me after and just be like, I finally understood this. Like you, you the way you said it made it click. Um, I got to be creative, you know, share what I know, share my information that's all in my head with other people so that they could become the best behind the chair as well and to help inspire them. So being an educator was like a dynamic part of my life. Being an educator for Redkin, um, one of the goals I always had, and I always, I am a true believer, like whatever you put in the universe will come to you. It may not be the way you want it to. <laughs> it may be a different way that it comes to you, but it will come to you. Um, and I've always, I always wanted to move to New York. I mean, I traveled there, you know, once a month for like five years. And so uh, finally, um, my former boss at Redkin, Suzanne, um, came to me and was like, we are creating this position. It, it doesn't exist. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Like, we're looking for you to do it. Um, what do you think? And at that time, I was working behind the chair. I was traveling, you know, having a great time. And I said, no, <laughs> like, I'm, wow. I'm great. I'm happy. Um, I, I saw her again. We all were um, doing our training for the exchange. And she came to me again and was like, just, just come in and interview. Hear what we have to say. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll do it. So I went in and I interviewed and I, I, then I got like the bug. I got excited because I, then I realized that, you know, I have a voice traveling around and teaching, but now I was going to have a huge voice because I was going to be the person that was going to be able to help create the content that hairdressers needed. I was going to be able to be the person sitting at the table and saying, no, that's not what a hairdresser wants or hairdressers aren't going to like that or that's going against what they believe in, um, you know, and that's what we fight in this industry all the time, right? I, I mean, that's that. I'm probably the most not liked person in a boardroom because I will always stand up for the hairdresser. And, you know, if it starts to go the wrong way, like more going towards consumer, then I will always like say that's not hairdressers aren't going to be happy. So I was with Redkin um, in the corporate position for about two and a half years. Then they purchased Pureology. And so with Pureology, um, I had actually done a ton of research on that product line for Redkin. Um, so they ended up asking me if I would move over to Pureology and manage the education for it. So I was like, sure, why not, you know? Hmm. So um, that was my first time actually get, going to California for a long extended time because Pureology was located in Irvine, California. So I would go out for like a week and, you know, spend time in the building and with the team there and everything um, before we moved them over to New York. So moved um, them to New York. I worked for them for uh, about, it was with Pureology, I think, two years. Um, and then I was offered um, at just a really cool job that I had wanted my career path to go with L'Oreal and it just didn't happen. So this is where I always say like, you can wish for what you want, but it, you'll get it just may not be the way you wanted it. So I thought it would happen with L'Oreal, but it didn't. It happened with KMS. Um, and they came to me, um, a headhunter and said, you know, there's this great position. It's um, the head of global education. Um, for KMS, you'll have to move to California, so East Coast to West Coast. Oh, um, yeah. And so I was like, I'm, I'm super interested. And I met all the people and was just like, this is like going to be such a fun job. And mm. um, so I moved to California. I worked with KMS. Um, and that's when I really got, I worked globally when I was with Redkin and worked with the countries. Um, mm. But I didn't travel as much as like when I was with KMS. It was like, that was my job. So um, I only managed global. I wasn't in charge of the U.S. Uh, the U.S. kind of like with wall, you know, like yeah. the U.S. is its own identity. Um, and, you know, global is just to make sure everything's like the same, like right. consistent. Uh, so that job was fantastic. I had a ton of fun with it. 
Um, and then another headhunter came to me. <laughs> And then again, um, said, I have this really great position um, that, you know, you might be interested in uh, when to hear about it. So this was with sexy hair. And, um, you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't know, because I mean, I think you guys were like sexy hair used to be like and bedazzled and like screaming on stage. And I'm like, that's not my jam. Like, mm. <laughs> it's just not who I am as a person. Um, but it definitely had like mellowed down some. So I interviewed with them and um, my soon to be boss, Jen, I, I loved her. And I was like, I'm going to learn so much from her and be able to get to the next level and grow. The brand is huge. Um, you know, it's a it's a huge um, brand and countries all over. And it's a fun brand. So with that one, I was managing uh, Global alone with the U.S. team. Um, so with the U.S. team, when I started there, we had 180 educators. Ooh. So that was no easy task. That's a lot. But I have to tell you, the first time I met them was at an opening party at one of their um, annual training events where they bring all the educators in, all the salespeople, consultants, everybody. And... They um, introduced me on stage, you know, like my, the, the girl whose position I was taking was moving to Italy. So she introduced me and was like, you know, this is going to be, you know, my replacement, blah, blah, blah. I've never felt so welcome and so appreciated as I did with that company. I mean, the, the, and that's going to the educators. Mm. The educators were just so happy and just so wow. excited to learn and like to have you know a new leader and someone that's going to bring new information and new things to the table um so that journey i was with them for uh nine years it was a great journey um but then wall came alone uh -oh. knocking on the door <laughs> what's up hello How then i got the call from wall <laughs> so um this was actually um the, kind of an interesting one um so i'll tell you my other thing i threw to the universe was that i wanted to be able to work from home mm -hmm. and i wanted to go back to traveling globally again um, because i was doing a lot more us than global um, okay. because it's such a big market so um wall offered that <laughs> so they offered me the work from home and the um, being able to be global again so I did, I talked to Lance probably um, it, I, right before COVID, we were already talking and I had already interviewed with several people and we were pretty much at the bottom. And then he called me, he's like, I don't even know what to do. Like, we can't hire any more people, we're on a freeze. So I, that was it, a year went by. That's you know, during and I, COVID. This yeah. is during COVID. Mm. So, um, you know, everything was shut down. They were just yeah. trying to like pay the workers that couldn't work, Right. you know? Um, and then I was like, I really want to work for that company. Like, <laughs> so they're still paying their people. They teased, yeah, you. They yeah. teased me. Um, so I pretty much a year went by and I just, I kind of forgot about it. Like I was like in deep with like whatever we were doing, the sexy hair. Uh, oh, and at that time as well with sexy hair, um, they also gifted me with, um, statement and, um, my identity. Shout out so, Julius Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. No man, Miguel and Sophie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dynamic about. people. Dynamic. Yeah. Um, dynamic. And uh, my identity care. is. Uh, um, Guy Tane. Guy Tane. Yep. Hello. Yeah. So. Hi, hello. <laughs> Hi, guy. Hello, guy. I'm bird. You're a guy and I'm, and I'm a bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those brands were unique. Um, you know, they are definitely more the boutique brands, which is fun. Um, and it was also a lot of fun to be, um, especially statement to be with a brand that was with, it was created by barbers, you know, so they knew what they wanted and, you know, I, I, it's not a competition to us. So I can say like statement is probably one of the best men's hairlines I like out there for sure. I mean, they did a dynamic job at it. Um, that's an ad by the way. No, just <laughs> <laughs> We're just having fun. royalties later. <laughs> yeah. Send the invoice later. Right. <laughs> Well, no, and you know what's funny is that um, because, you know, you don't, I, I, and I, I am another one that always believes never leave on bad terms, you never. know? Um, so, like tonight, with our model call, we're sharing our model room with statement. Oh, so cool. we're cutting the costs, you know, like the at, um, Connecticut Barber Show, they got to do their mo the model call first and we went second. So this time we are going first and then they go second. So oh, it's nice. really cool because um, the girl that manages, you know, like all that used to be one of my girls. And so I still like love her to pieces. Um, but yeah, so 
then Lance called me again and he's like, are you still interested? And I was like, oh, like I haven't even thought about it because now at this point, it's a whole year later, oh, it's no? a whole year later. Ooh. I'm working from home because of COVID. Ah, <laughs> so, so you got what you wanted. Like, gosh, she put it changed. into the universe. It was <laughs> your fault. It's fault. my fault. <laughs> that we were all home. <laughs> oh my God. Right. <laughs> so would you. Um, so uh, when Lance called, I was like, you know, I, let's talk about it again. Let's see what direction you want to go, you know, what the goal is. And we, he had told me about so many things that we're working on right now and so many things that we want to do. And we haven't really put any focus on global and there's so much potential on that. Um, and when I met with the, um, the directors of education for each of the countries, um, like I was done. I was like, this is definitely what I want to do. Like, mm. because like, there's such a cool group of people. They're all super smart, have amazing ideas. They just need a leader to help pull it all together. So um, I was just said, yeah, I'm in. So that was heartbreaking. It was really, really hard to I, leave that's sexy That's exactly hair. what I was going to ask. Like, it seemed like you were there for nine years, you said, and yeah. it seemed like and it was it, a family. You it think. was my family. Yeah. And I think that was the hardest part was leaving them. So not so much the job as because I was going to have a, an amazing job, but leaving the people. So mm. I always tell people like, don't um, <laughs> thinking about them. <laughs> it's OK. But don't let like being afraid or fear get in the way of something that potentially could be amazing. And I know I see that in a lot of people where they are like, why don't I, I'm like used to my job. I'm comfortable. I know the people and they're afraid to like jump and try the next thing and they lose out so much. So it was hard and I was really like, I was nervous. I was sad. But then when I came to wall, it was the same thing as, um, sexy hair where everybody was just so open and so excited and so happy and you know just they were so ready for this position to be in place and you know and I love working for Lance like he's such a fun person to work with <laughs> um and just the team the whole team um I'm working obviously with the U.S. team a lot now um just to help get them all set up and ready. Uh, but we have so many great things coming and that's just amazing to see the potential with wall and education moving forward. Yeah, and the, the good news for you is one, you 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 know move companies, but same industry. So you get to see a lot of these these people, you know, yeah, as you're sure. at trade shows across the country. So, you know, you still get to see that group and I think hopefully that you felt this way, but you know, wall clipper, like family comes first, like family is, that's literally like our number one value is, is family. And, um, I, I'm hoping that we can provide you the same experience of having that close knit family and community that, that you had in, in your, you know, your previous journey. So thank you for sharing that, that journey with us. But it's, it's awesome to hear your kind of just direction going all the way from, going to cosmetology school and i mean look at you now you're on the off the top podcast with, yes. with, with oh my Aaron god birds, so. i've made it you, like I, it's done the, the bad news the bad news is you might have peaked at this very moment so this is it this, it's all downhill this from is, here this is the top of the mountain no don't let her say that, that she says, <laughs> that's true it's only up. We're going up with you. We're only going up. Yeah, me and uh, myself and Aaron, we know each other for only two episodes and we're already family, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but I felt the same way when I when I uh, joined Wall. You know, it does feel like a family. I love everybody. I love the vibes. I, I'm, I'm a person of, of energy. You know, if the energy seems off, then I just always try to stay a little bit back. Yeah. But never stayed away from i mean aaron's already like up there so we already have a distance apart from each other and his height or in height and height <laughs> i have to <laughs> in height not my position i gotta talk really loud so he can hear me it's because he's I so stand. tall and i'm yeah. so short no but it really is like a family so and i think it's beautiful because a lot of the barbers hairdressers that i use our tools if they when they see this now they get a little bit of an insight of how the company is you know because when you're behind the chair every day you know to to us barbers hairdressers it's like oh my god it's a huge corporation it's so big you know it's like yeah. oh my god and when you find out 
it's a family. It is a corporation, but it is a family. And the people behind every little move are just like you, you know, we're hairdressers, barbers, and, and we're here for you guys, for the community to help build it, to help elevate it through education, through art, through, through the tools that we bring to you guys. So thanks for uh, coming here today. Yeah, of course. And I think um, like one of the things that you said about the, it being a family that's so important um, is because I have been with several brands and they've all been purchased by a bigger company mm. and it changes the brand completely. And um, and I one of the other reasons I went to wall was because I was getting I was just getting tired of fighting for the hairdresser and the barber. I was just in meetings like just I was tired. Where at Wall, that's the only thing we talk about. It's like that's it's the barber and the hairdresser. Like, what are we gonna do? How how can we make them happy? Like, you know, that's all we focus on. And it's such a good feeling to have a job in my industry that I love, where everyone's on the same page. Even marketing, and you know, marketing is always about like the money. Like, wh- what do we do? But you know, the marketing team is one hundred percent. They don't talk about anything but how do we help the barber and the hairdresser, and that's like a huge, huge point of difference with Wall. Yeah, I can tell you as the marketing, <laughs> as the marketing department. I mean, it makes my job easier if I know, especially as a social media person. Like, if I know they're going to like what we're sharing, that I'm not scrolling through negative comments. I'm just scrolling through all positivity and people getting excited. So, um, that's a really good point. Is like that's really what we strive for is to make the barber and stylist life easier. Yeah, um, and I think sure. that's why wall clipper has been around for 103 years is because that's, they're constantly innovating and, and speaking to those artists and the way we, we do that and, you know, move forward in the industry is talking with industry experts yep. to get their opinions. What do we need to change and how, what improvements we can make. So really the barber and stylus is, I mean, it's the whole reason we exist. It's, that's, it's what we we need their voices so we know how to make improvements and how to make their lives easier. So. Yeah, for sure. So 100%. as the global education director, you talked about, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, leaders around the around the globe for a wall. What are some of the things that you've learned from our UK team, our Australia team? What are some of the things that you've learned about, you know, Wall Clipper and their how, how they differ from what we're doing here in the U.S. Like, what are what are some of the lessons you've kind of learned there and kind of inspired you to take and grow this as a global team? Yeah. So I think one of the things that I've, um, like, noticed, uh, like the U.K., for example, and the same in Australia, is that um, they, they don't really have, like, um, barber barbers. Like, they normally are cosmetology background that – are good barbers mm. so the traditional barbers that we're used to that's not the traditional like there um so i think that's like super interesting um i think it's like it's evolved and changed over the years um and so it's becoming that way i just I, but i feel like the industry and all has changed over the years um the other thing that i think is interesting um with the countries is they all have the exact same vision it just may look a little different, you know, but they all like um, come up with these great ideas. Um, like Singapore, uh, for example, has a, doing a barber battle. Yeah. An amazing contest that they're doing. But they didn't just say, we're going to do a barber battle. Like they talked to like a bunch of countries, like the US, like, how'd you guys do it? What can we do to make it better? Australia. Um, so. They are, I see that they all work together as a unit um, and not like individually because they're much stronger when they're together. And that's what makes them super unique. Um, the knowledge that they have on the Clippers, um, just to hear, because in um, Australia and in Germany, the education leaders aren't hairdressers. But they know every single thing about those clippers. Sure. And they understand presentation skills and all of those sort of things. So they make great leaders for that reason. And that's where it's my responsibility to be the one to train them. It's their responsibility to lead them. So um, I think, does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Because my We're next question was going to be, here. so I, I, you kind of already answered it. Is like, so how do you, how you're talking to Singapore, you're talking to the UK, you're talking to, to Australia. Like, how do you like, when do you wake up? 
Is that yeah. why you only slept 32 <laughs> right? hours? Yeah. Are you sure you sleep? I was just going to say, how do you how do you try to get all these different countries on board and have not the exact same vision, but the same wall vision? Like, mm. how do we how do we keep keep in line? It's not the right word because that sounds like we have to do it this way. But how do you how do we keep them all together? How do we yeah. keep them as as one wall family? Yeah. So um, I do um, meet with them all the time, like individually. Um, and yeah, like I'll have 5 a.m. calls, um, you know, but that's nice because then you're done at two, uh, um, you know, so or I'll have a 9 p.m. call. Um, you just work with the time and it, it works. Um, what I do do um, once a quarter is I will have all of the leaders on one call. It's called the Global Education Leader Call. And so we try our best <laughs> to fit the right time zones, um, but it doesn't always work out. So sometimes I'll do it where it's a better time, you know, for um, the European side. And the next time I'll do it for, like more of Southeast Asia side. Um, but they're all on there. And even if it's 11 o'clock at night, they're on. Um, and during these calls, um, each country presents to everyone else what they're doing in their country, like what successes they're having. Um, and then that starts to spark questions from other people saying like, that's how the ambassador program that we just revamped yep. got started was from them presenting to me. And I was like, why aren't we just doing this globally? Like, like let's just get it all aligned. Um, so we sit on these calls and we talk about it. Then I usually will do two separate calls. I'll do a call with the European and US side, and then I'll do another one with um, Australia and Southeast Asia because they're on a completely different time zone. And share like, here's the findings, like here's the ideas, here's where we are, get their feedback, compile that together. And then um, I'll either do another call with all of them or I will um, send out just like a brief and then get their feedback that way on it. For sure. It's good to see a little of the in, like an insight into your into your job and your career, I do have a question. My question <laughs> no zeners. No, this question <laughs> is it's actually a question to for the people. Time management must be a very important thing for you, and yeah. I think time management is important for a lot of the people probably watching if they're barbers or they're hairdressers and they want to do something on the side like entrepreneurship. Um, what are some tips for your time yeah. management? Since I've probably never met someone that I know a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of very successful people, a lot of people that work, but I don't think I've ever met someone that is in a, in such a global position that has to have meetings in all different times. So <laughs> talk to me about the balance, not only with work, but with family, with work and et cetera. Yeah. So that's actually a great question because I think time management is something that most people are poor at and that's why they don't get projects done on time or they're, I, I think it's the number one cause of stress because they, they're just so focused on all the stuff they have to do that they get like stressed out. I do it. I, I'm guilty of it as well where I just lay in bed and I'm literally on my phone typing like the stuff I need, like reminders. Um, it's nuts. I'll even email myself. Like, don't forget. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, these are good tips, though. Yeah. You know? Um. And it, the, and it, the reason I say that is because then it takes it off my mind. Otherwise, yeah. I'll lay there. So if I just send myself like an email and just say like, don't forget to do this, then I stop thinking about it. Um. So some of the things that I've done to really help with time management is when I do have a seven-year-old daughter who is super active and like as soon as she gets home from school it's game on like she <laughs> wants to play Hello. wants all my attention like we should have had two um <laughs> but and you know and I have a husband that it's same he wants my attention like he's good with me traveling right. and everything but when I'm home he wants me to be home Right. So that's where I like when work's done, I have to let it be done. I, I, I'm not one of those people that will like stream it out through the day. Mm. So one of the things I do, I use, um, I use a, uh, I don't know if you call it a system or an app called my Monday. Oh, I've heard of that. So it's project management. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is that, um, because if you just have on a piece of paper, like 12 projects you're supposed to be working on, you're just going to keep looking at that paper. Mm. So you need to take that paper and you need to take those 12 projects and put them into, and it doesn't have to be my Monday. I'm just saying royalties. This next question is <laughs> <by> my Monday. <laughs> Send the invoice. 
our sponsor today is My Monday. Um, but uh, so just find any project management. And I only say My Monday because it's free. Oh. If you don't use it as a company, if you okay. use it as an individual, it's free. If I was to add you onto it, it's not free anymore. Okay. So, so just so you know don't that. Don't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> so check. Or no, no one that you need to share like a project list with. So you you take your list, you go into a project system, and you put down, you put in there like the twelve projects, and mm. then under the projects, you put what needs to be done. Then you go back in and you need to put in what time, what's the date it needs to be done. Mm. So then now you can go through and you can um, uh, like make it to where you can see basically like, okay, this is due, these are due like next week. This, this is all I need to focus on right now. Forget the other stuff. It doesn't matter at the moment. Yes. Um, then once that's done, you'll go in and it's like, here's the next things that need to be done. That's all you should focus on that week and you get it done. Um, another thing that I do to help, um, so say I have those four or five things, mm -hmm. so I'll write those on a post-it and I'll put them like by my computer. And then once one's done, I take the post-it and it's such a good feeling to crumble it up yes. and be like, I just finished it and I throw it away. I am with you on that. Yeah. I, so I'm a, you said, you, you said you're not a, a big fan of the write the 12 down. So I'm a write the 12 down, but I love the, you the, cross off the task. So it's uh, the yeah. same concept yeah. of the post-it, just yeah. Something satisfying about just marking I, I, it off. I like that. I'm a, I'm a whiteboard. Uh, I have the, the two whiteboards yeah, there. Yeah, that's another good one, the whiteboard. Yeah, that's I have also a, a vertical good feeling. one. You'll see <laughs> you know you're an adult when you get really excited about taking a task <laughs> off your list. So mine is mixed. I have these post-its, but they're like, they they, they just wipe off. They're oh, there. They're those are, the I would need to see those. Yeah, you that's just cool. like, um, you wipe it off, you, you attach it to the whiteboard. It's eco-friendly. It yeah, it's eco-friendly. But it's good, you know, I there feel like go. it's because when you're in a position like this, no one's going to get up and tell you, hey, you have to do this, this and that. That's no. why you have to write every single thing down, right? So I think this could go align with those barbers that want to accomplish or hairdressers that want to accomplish more in their careers. You know, if you continue to have the same um, day to day, not much will change. But if you start writing things down, if you have my Monday, send the check. <laughs> if you have a my Monday with things you want to do to change your career or to level your career to the next, you know, to the next yeah. level, then it could help you, you it's, know, it's personal yeah. and professional accountability. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, and for um, like the hairdressers and the barbers, it can be a personal like your personal task that you need to do. Like maybe it's um, you want to redo a room. So mm. then you have that as your task and then what all needs to happen so that you're just not just sitting there saying, I want to redo my room. Because that, then you'll never do it. Yeah, you know, true. so it's good to have like those tasks and the post-its. Yeah, like it's, I do those for the family too. You know, like do the laundry, make the bed, do yes. this. So, you know, and so you can rip. I need the eraser ones now though. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll send you the Amazon link. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I didn't, you know, I, I definitely didn't think when we were about to interview with Stephanie today, we would talk about time management as a focus of it. But it, it's a really important topic and... I, you know, the reason you asked, you know, we have, we sell our products at wall in over 165 countries. We have 28 offices across the globe. And Stephanie's role is to not necessarily work with all 28 offices, but she's working with a lot of them. It's probably like 20 of them and their education teams and the ones that don't have an education team. It's about building one and what yeah. that structure looks like. So it's important to, to have that organization, that, that professionalism, all the, that, that structure created. So hats off to you for, for the work that you do there. You're talking to me like I, if I write it down on paper, that's impressive. So, um, I, I like anytime I talk to someone who's got that super organization, like gene, like that's, that's awesome. And I like, I, I envy you for it. I want to switch gears though. Switch it. I want to talk, get back into education a little bit. Yep. And this question will be more focused on the U.S., but obviously it, it can apply to some some of our, our global teams. But what do you see for 2023 or end of 2022? What are some of the, the trends that you are seeing in hair, especially in the men's side that that you see kind of, you know, whether Wall is going to kind of take the lead in that? You know, maybe it's adopting it from from the hairdresser side or what are some of those trends that you're seeing going forward that that wall really wants to become involved in yeah so um i think like one of the big trends that we are definitely noticing is the hair starting to get longer yeah 
So um, here, so it's almost going to be a, a reversal where it was um, the barbers were the ones who knew like how to do like a massive, you know, can I say kick-ass fade? Yeah. yeah. Like flawless. Um, where the hairdresser is more of the traditional cutter. So they were looking to the barbers to learn how to do these really cool fades. Well, I think now what's going to happen is that the barbers are going to be looking to the hairdressers on how to cut longer hair. So I think it's going to be a twofold. I also think that we're going to start to see in our industry um, a lot more of these dual license things happen. 100%. Where people are cosmetology and barber like certified um, because I think that is like a huge thing because you definitely need to understand both sides um, and to have a huge impact in what you want to do behind the chair. Um, I think for us, one of the big things that um, I'm, my biggest goal uh, for 2023 is to create our, our first like global um, collection. So I'm looking to bring in um, seven to eight of our key artists from different parts of the world and bring them in and just brainstorm on what's cool in your country. What's cool in your country. I'm talking like Malaysia, you know, China, um, Australia, the UK. So really getting in there and figuring out like, you know, how can we have this really cool collection that speaks to the world? Because right now what's happening is that all the countries are doing their own collection. And one, it, it's not, it's going against everything we're trying to achieve, which is to look the same around the world. And so if you see a wall picture, you know it's wall. Um, two is some of our countries don't have the funds to do their own photo shoot. So they're relying on us and the global department to create these looks for them. Um, and then I think the third one is that this gives people like more of a, a visual of like who we are as a company, like we are global. It is no, like no joke. <laughs> what does Simon Shaw say? We are global, not, not lo local. local. Yeah, and we don't work like a local country. I mean, even um, our whole team in the U.S. like works with the global people because even though they're responsible for the U.S., everything that's created in that sterling office is going out to the world. So the U.S. office still has to think about the globe um, and making sure that they have the information and everything they need to be successful in their countries. So I think that's probably, Aaron, the number one thing is creating um, this new collection, um, along with some like just really great like videos, um, content, just a lot of stuff that I think really will like take us to the next level. I'm going to just jump backwards here because I love that. That's all I'm about. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. What's coming? You'll be there. Yeah, you'll you'll Ooh, probably did, be involved. Did I just right. get confirmed? <laughs> I will be You'll be involved. our creative consultant. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited to work with you on so many projects. That is uh, something very, very special. Having a global collection and with countries that are all the way on the other side. Now, I have a question. Um, the cultures. Can you just touch a little bit about the differences in the cultures like and the barbering and the hair? Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was something I learned a long time in my career. Um, okay. So before I would go to a country, I always read about the country and read about their culture, their, um, you know, like take uh, Japan, for instance, like you hand your card like this to them. You know, they take it very serious and they take it and you need to put it away as if it's a, it's a gift. You know, like you don't want to just like put it to the side or like, you know, because it's it's a very special thing to them. Um, also, like when you arrive, you bring a gift from your country. Oh. So there's like different things that are very like cultural in some of these countries. Then you take um, China. So with China, they can't do Facebook. Right. That's their culture. It's not allowed. However, oh, they're killing know. it on TikTok. So for me, I'm like, I don't get the difference, but I guess because you can't talk, <laughs> like you can't have a comment or like, you know, it's a it's a video, but they are like their TikTok is like dynamic. So that's a huge cultural thing for us um, and something Aaron and I have talked about because there are things that we wanted to do. And I'm like, but China can't do it. Right. So we and we do. And I always will do. That's my my responsibility is to say, well, that's not fair to China. Like, what are we going to do for them? So um and then in other cultures, um, you know, I have to say, like, those are probably the two most different. Um, in Malaysia, like, you don't even have to have a license, and they cut on the streets. 
Like, mm. you know, so um, being a barber, they're good barbers, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they learn that way. And then, you know, it's just it's nothing for them to be out in the street cutting hair. Right. You know, um, same with India. Like, it's just, you know, so it's a completely different culture. Um, but most of the places around the world are the same when it comes to like at cutting the and at yeah. the end. Think about it. Like we're a global company because everybody loves wall clippers. And because, you know, all the education that we give is what they want to hear. And and kudos to Aaron because, you know, on our Facebook page, I mean, what is it? What are we at? 1.2 million followers? Yeah, on our Instagram. Instagram, 1. 3, sorry, not Facebook. Yeah, yeah 1.3, but 70% are international people that's dynamic because that means like the whatever he's putting on there and sharing the entire world loves it so um that's our goal um is to like adapt to all their different like um cultures and that would be like my one thing if you know if you were ever visiting a country is to always make sure that you read up on it read up on like what's what are the key cultural things and Mm -hmm. then always try to learn in their language how to say hi and thank you and you know those not just things. the bad words. Yeah, not just it's, the bad, it's not the the fun bad words. It's always yeah. the bad ones that you try to teach first. <laughs> hi and thank you is yeah. very important. Yeah, hi and thank you. Um, and I think those are the key things for them. Thank you. I love it. No, that's really that's really awesome insight. I'm a little upset that you didn't bring that Japanese culture of bringing us a gift here. So obviously that didn't rub off on you too I'm the much. gift. Oh. <laughs> Touche. I got her a water. Good. So. Good point. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get you a water. <laughs> yeah. I got her some water. Yeah, absolutely. Here is a question that I see all the time on social media. You might know where I'm going with this. How does how does someone get to become an educator for Wall Clipper? Oh. Um, and this isn't it's not an easy answer. I know that, but we get messages all the time. Hey, I want to be on the education team. I would love to be an ambassador. Mm-hmm. I want to be a platform artist. I want to get sponsored. Obviously, we can't accept every human being that wants to be right. with us. That'd be awesome if I we could. Say, but we be can't a great do it. World if we could. Um, we love you all. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, but how how can what are steps that people can take? Um, Short term, long term, what are some steps that they can take if they if they truly are serious about becoming a member of our wall family? That's a good question. And I want to apologize to anyone that's watching this if I haven't responded to an Instagram or a Facebook uh, message because I get so many of them that sometimes I would look at it and it doesn't let you like save it like unread. And so I may forget to go back. So it's always best to like send me an email versus like going through my messaging. So apologies on that one. Um, so to become an educator, yeah, that's a, you know, because I think one, people have to understand what it means to be an educator. You know, it doesn't mean that you stand on stage and you look glamorous because there's a lot more behind it. Um, so, you know, like when it comes to education, we need educators who do classes that are only two hours long and they may be in a distributor um, like in their back room or maybe in a salon, or we may need you to work at a show. Um, So there's different types of educators that we have. To become one, it's, you know, I think one, just wanting to be one is pretty good. The second thing I would always ask is why? Like, what is it, what is it that makes you want to be an educator, you know, and where do you see yourself as an educator in the next three years? Because if they come back to me with, you know, oh, I see me doing shows, then I immediately, I'm like, then it's not going to work. It might, yeah, but it, it might not. So, you know, um, it sh- that should be like a long-term goal for sure. Right now, we just brought on our new ambassadors. Um, and those ambassadors are the ones that I'm going to be looking at for potential educators in the future. So we have a year with them to see their work, see their creativity, um, get a feel for them. It also gives them time to get a feel for us and yeah. to determine if Wall is the brand that they want to be with. Um, and then after that, that's where I would probably go with my educators first because I've already had a year to get to know them, see their work, um, see how they interact. So my recommendation would be with Wall to tr- next time we do our ambassador rollout is to enter and try to be an ambassador. And then that gives you that opportunity to get into the door and to get known really well. My second one would be um, to always tag a brand you love. 
um, on Instagram so that they have a visual of like what your work looks like. So if you use a wall clipper, you always want to tag like hashtag wall, unless there's a different one that you think they should use. Um, but that way, because I know like you get all of those and yeah. like we you repost a ton of these that you see. So this also is a way that um, I know you've come to me several times saying like, I think this person could be like really good. Um, so <clears throat> that's the second one. If you, other companies, it's different. Like they, some companies are just like, we're hiring educators, you know? And so you contact them, they bring you on, you go through your training and you're an educator. Depends on like which company. I know wall is probably, it's really hard to become an educator here um, because one, we're very picky. Um, two, we are in the process of growing the US team. And so we wanna have like the best of the best on the team so that we can deliver, um, you know, top line education. So um, that would be my recommendation on that. As far as like once you become an educator, how do you continue that journey? Because now I hear that as well with people who are already educators. Like how do, how do I get to do a show? How do I get to do um, a photo shoot? So um, when I was an educator, I spent so much time and so much money of my own educating myself outside of what the company was giving me because I wanted to learn from other brands so that I understood how they did things. I wanted a different idea, a different way of doing things. Um, so I think that's also important is investing in yourself and not thinking that um, whoever you are like an educator with or who you want to be an educator with are responsible for providing you with your education. The second thing that I did, um, so I wanted to become a really great presenter. I wanted to start being able to be booked for all the major shows. So how was I going to do that? So I went to uh, Chris Barron and I said, I will pay to follow you if I can follow you at shows and be in the back room and like be your assistant. And so he's like, you got it, kid, like come along. So I would pay for my flight. I'd pay for my hotel. I'd pay for everything. And I literally and I was working. So I was missing money in the salon and working, but I, like what I was getting back from it was priceless because I wasn't, um, sometimes when you work a show, like you don't get to choose who you're going to assist, but I was Chris's. And so I, that was one of those things that, you know, when people say, I want to get here, how did you get there? I spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of time, my own time, my own effort, you know, like you should never expect the company to hand it to you. Like, what are you doing to better yourself so that the company wants to use you for those sort of things? And it paid off. I ended up being a facilitator at the Redkin Exchange. And it also paid off because probably half of the time that I followed Chris around that year, they ended up reimbursing me because they needed help. Wow. <laughs> so and the relationships that yeah. you yeah. probably built through those trips are just and relationships are, yeah. are huge as well yeah Love and it. i sorry um and that would be the other one find a mentor mm. like chris was mine samvia was another huge mentor Sam of Via. mine um but find someone that you admire and to go that extra step and say hey i'll i'll take care of getting there if you'll you'll let me be your assistant and help out you know and, and no one's gonna say no like if everyone wants to help somebody get to the next level or get where they want to be for sure that's really interesting and you know we talk every time we've talked with an educator here it's it's oh they always talk about like always continue learning and continue educating but i loved hearing it from from your perspective and that like finding that mentor out there so what who do you want to work for who do you want to be do you want to be the next bird mana like reach you know like reach out to that person like how can i support you how can like, I just want to learn from you and how can you do it? And that's really cool insight. Yep. Um, you talked about the ambassador program too. And, you know, that was really awesome. We went through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, a lot of, of different submissions. Yeah. So it was, that was, that was really wild and fun to go through. And oh, yeah. for anyone who is interested, make sure that you apply for the wall insider program. So it's on our website. We'll put it in the, the link in the description. So make sure you sign up for the insider program. Cause you'll get notified when the next ambassador application opens up. It won't be until 2023, probably January first beginning of the year, but apply. Um, yeah. and you know, you talked about that's where we're kind of looking for the next group of educators. We've added, I think four or five, um, artists from, 
previous ambassador teams. Um, like John Carmona came from our first ambassador team. Taylor Levin was a part of that team. Um, Jave was a part of that team. So there's been a lot of artists that have kind of grown on our education team from that app, from that ambassador program. So it's, it's a proof of concept. It's proof that this, like, that's what I, I we promise you, like someone will probably move on up. Um, and that's how you apply. And I, I also liked how you told people like tag us and stuff. And it's not, it's not wrong. That's how we find people is like yeah. the people that are constantly engaging with the brand in general, whether they're leaving comments all the time, liking pictures, asking questions, tagging us in their content they create. That's all helpful for you to get noticed and recognized by, by the brand. Yeah, for sure. Those are like definitely things you want to do. You guys yeah. got it. You make sure you do it here on this video as well. Make sure you like, comment, yeah. <laughs> subscribe. Let us know you want to probably be on the next episode, right? Yeah, absolutely. And remember, I think education is a responsibility. Just simple like that. It's, yeah. it's more of a responsibility because you're influencing the, the future, the youth, or even the people that are wanting to learn new techniques. So it's more of a responsibility than anything. Yeah. And um, also in the comments, if we can put the link for the um, professional Facebook page. Yeah. So speaking of education, so we do have a global uh, Facebook page that's only for professionals. Um, and on that page, um, we have tons of um, Facebook lives that we do. Um, we were doing them every week and then show season started. So now we're at like every other almost. But we have people from all over the world. We've had people from China, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, the UK, Germany, um, I, I, tons. So speaking of culture and what do they do in their countries, this is like the best way to really get a feel for it. And it's free. And it's With, free. Without a flight, guys. No flights. No flights. It's free. And you're learning from some of the most dynamic barbers around the world. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll put that in the comment section. Again, if you sign up for that insider program, you'll get notifications <laughs> when all those classes are. But that's that is very helpful information. Free live global education from barbers and stylists from across the globe. Um we're we're Don't giving it out. away. Yeah. Don't miss out. Well, I think uh we have had an amazing conversation here with Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you come thank you for coming from the West Coast to the East Coast. To come and film the podcast here with us today, the Off the Top podcast. If you could leave with one message to the youth and to the people who are joining this industry, what would that message be? Hmm. I think my message would be to not give up too early. Because I think um, the youth, and it's not the millennials. I hate I hate that everyone has like a tag on their like age group. Um, because I was the exact same as the millennials when I was a millennial, but millennials didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think it's, um, when you first get into this industry, the first two years are the toughest. They're really hard and you have to, um, like really just stick it out, take the time, um, work. I always say work in a salon. I know like the booth rentering is like a huge thing, but you shouldn't do that until like you are well established and on your way. But working in a salon is the best thing you can do um, because, one, you're going to be working with other stylists that will continue to train you because you don't learn enough in school, like not enough at all. Um, two, you're going to end up getting clients a lot faster because they're going to get to know you. Um, they're going to feel comfortable with you. Um, and usually a lot of salons will offer um, tr classes and trainings as well. And they'll pay mm -hmm. for you to come to like premiere and stuff. Sure. So that would be my thing is like find a really good salon or barbershop that you could assist in for like the first six months to 12 months. I assisted for 12. And then after that, you start to grow your clientele. But give it a good two years. Don't think you're just going to jump in and be super busy behind the chair and, you know, be the next A-Rod or the next bird. It's not going to happen. It takes a lot of time. I love it. It's that's great insight. And thank you. Like Bird said, you know, we, we love having you a part of our family um, and having you impact um, our wall culture and wall community on, on a global scale. So thank you for for coming on, coming on the podcast and talking to us. And we learned some some times management skills, too. So yeah. um, shout out to our free sponsor, My Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but no, this is, this has been great. Um, and it's always great having conversations with you. Um, you always bring some good energy. Hopefully we were able to keep your energy up before you pass out here. So I'm glad you didn't fall asleep on the couch. That's a, that's a we good sign. We still have a barber battle meeting and model call. Oh, <laughs> not even done. Yeah. You're going to, you're ready to crash, but yeah, thank you so much for, for being pleasure. a part of this. Thank you guys thank for you. inviting me. I had a great time. Thank Thanks you so and much to everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in to off the top podcast. Make sure you like subscribe, comment, share, turn on notifications, whatever. The bell, um, follow, follow Stephanie on Instagram, follow the whole crew here and uh, tune into the next episode. You're not going to miss it. Yes, sir. Adios.